0: Welcome to 10 Minutes, a Breakout Investor Podcast. Today we are talking about HIRE, ticker HYRE, with Brad Steffeson. First, a disclaimer. No one on this call is an investment advisor, and no one is providing investment advice. Before investing in any, any company's stock, you have to do your own research. Supporting materials for today's discussion will be posted on the Breakout Investor discussion app, which is located at app.breakoutinvestors.com. The application and much of the research content is free. After registering or logging in, use the search bar at the top of any page. Type the ticker and the results will give you a link to the research post with this podcast. Now, our topic, hire. Brad, when I first heard about hire, I said, no way. But I listened to the story, let it sink in and then became a believer. Can you give a little background on the company and then explain why breakout investors should be interested?
1: Yes, I can. So Hire Car, you know, began in uh, 2017 as a car sharing uh, marketplace. Uh, they would take two, uh, they would take a, uh, a person who had an idle car and facilitate the rental of that car to a person who needed to rent a car and drive for Uber or Lyft. Um, that required some special insurance coverage. Uh, they had to have special coverage at the time they were driving for Uber and Lyft. And higher cars secured that they developed that uh, insurance product uh, and uh, began that but they found out you know over time that uh, um, it wasn't real it, it was a, there was a lot of customer service uh, cost uh, to do that uh, organically as they call it so they, so they had the idea of getting commercial fleets coming in and they really tried to get that going through dealerships. And what made me interested in this company in the very beginning uh, was uh, just a just a fun little stat. They had ten thousand drivers every month looking for a car to rent to drive for Uber or Lyft, and they had about a thousand cars on the platform. So the the idea was that they could they could drive their revenue, you know. Potentially as much as ten times, just by simply getting their hands on more cars. So that's what got me interested in the first place.
0: So why would a car dealership allow
1: Uber drivers to drive their cars? What cars are we talking about here? So they were. It was cars from their used park, used car parking lot uh, that they were using. And that, when we uh, kind of fast forward a little bit, when we when we got into COVID uh, in early two thousand and twenty. That supply somewhat dried up. Uh, uh, it's, it's totally dried up right now. I would think. I would think that that source of supply is gone. Yeah. So it's it, you would think so, but it's really not. And the reason that we should be interested in it today is after they went through that that uh, problem, they finally signed a what they call a transformative partnership with uh, Ameridrive, Ameridrive Holdings, and Ameridrive is a. Um, Fleet oper- operator. They're a specialty fleet operator. They're a veteran fleet manager on Hire's platform. They've been on the platform for a while, and they have committed to list at least six thousand cars for hire over the next eighteen months. And that's what's exciting about Hire Car right now.
0: Is there a geography we're talking about for those six
1: thousand? Yes. So they're they're in a few markets right now: uh, Las Vegas, Atlanta, uh, and a couple of others somewhere in California. And uh, they are they are opening new geographies a little bit of a, at a time and they're doing it very quickly. And what's allowing them to do this is there are other members of this partnership. Um, in particular, there's a national leasing company that's still unnamed, they haven't been able to name it, but a national known leading vehicle supplier of auto rental business. And then they also have an aftermarket service parts and retail chain that has over 900 locations. And so they're leveraging all of these additional locations for logistics so that they can expand what they're doing and it's going well from what they told us on their last earnings call. Well,
0: a couple of questions. Uh, well, the first one is that 6,000 cars being added to their platform can be so material. You wouldn't think 6,000 cars being driven is, is the, the, the basis for a real revenue stream. But uh, apparently, that's wrong. How are these guys doing revenue wise? How fast are they growing? What's the uh, what's the opportunity? What should we be looking for in terms of future revenues?
1: Well, one thing to think about is every 1,000 cars they're able to put onto the platform incrementally brings in right now about nine million more in revenue, and ultimately it will be closer to ten million because they're they're raising the price. Just a that's on an annual basis. On an annualized basis, so a thousand
0: cars will bring in in the future ten million dollars a year.
1: Yes. And their goal, uh, you know, when they signed this partnership in January, and by the way, they were they were really foreshadowing this. If you go back and review the quarter uh, the quarter three call that they did, and then they were really foreshadowing that this was coming back then. Um, but they they didn't have it signed yet. And uh, but when they released this news in January, they were sitting at about three thousand cars. We know they got up to four thousand in April, and they were running at forty five hundred. In May, and that's the last update that I have. And we know that the CEO was more bullish after the quarter one, during the quarter one call, because he felt like the pace was accelerating. And instead of talking about doing six thousand cars over the next eighteen months, now they're talking more like fifteen or sixteen thousand because everybody's happy with the way things are going.
0: All right. Well, the second obvious question is logistics. So I don't have a car, but I want to drive Uber. So I have got to get myself to that car. How do they handle local logistics?
1: Uh, so I don't exactly know the details on that. I know that uh, Hire facilitates the entire transaction. They supply the driver insurance and they direct the fleet deployment where it needs to be and they mitigate the risk. However, it's Ameridrive that really handles the logistics of getting the cars where they need to be.
0: All right, tell me a little bit more about Ameridrive. Who are these guys?
1: So Ameridrive is really, they are a national fleet fleet. Specialty fleet manager is the way they describe themselves, and they they were not doing rentals for gig as much as they were with uh, commuter uh, rentals. So, so they were they were basically renting cars for organic use. I guess is the right way to put that, and uh, really not rideshare. And they needed they needed a hire and what they bring with their marketplace platform in order to be able to do that. And what the hire says about them is that they know how to get. Their hands on and obtain and buy cars in mass. Um, and so that's what they're doing for Hire, and Hire is supplying the platform, the marketplace platform for them.
0: Okay, so then that leads right into moats. How does Hire retain this market opportunity for itself? Why couldn't one of its partners or Amazon step in and take it all away?
1: Well, you know, the king of kings of all, Uber and Lyft, have tried this unsuccessfully. Very, uh, they've tried to actually. Uh, do exactly what hire is doing. In fact, it's available right now today and they're not having much success or not getting very much traction. So I think it's a little more difficult to do than what people think. It's something that hire has been focused on exclusively since 2017. And, uh, one thing that stood out to me in the last call as well is that higher uh, CEO, Joe Fernarni, Furn- he's talked about the fact that because of this new relationship with AmeriDrive and the, the cars coming on the platform at the pace that they are, that they're starting to get the attention of Uber and Lyft. I think I've
0: seen something about the rental car companies making their cars available for Uber
1: drivers. Uh, that's correct. Uh, although um, there's been more that have pulled away than what have joined. For an example, Fair. So fair was, was running somewhere between 15 and 20,000 cars for this purpose. Hertz around 45,000 cars. Fair completely disappeared. So all those are, all those are gone. Uh, Hertz has reduced what their, their cars that they have available dramatically. And I don't know the exact number, the word he used was dramatically. So I don't know exactly what the number is for the gig driving. So what higher car is saying is there's just a huge hole right now that we can fill and we're the only people in the market doing this right now and doing it successfully
0: well uh, leveraging a thousand cars which again if you're running an operation like this a thousand cars that that, that's that's not even beginning to get to scale but if a thousand cars is a 10 million dollars i would think that these guys should be able to do a couple hundred thousand cars so we're talking about well an awful lot of revenue it's it seems very worthwhile I can see why Uber, Lyft, and the rental car companies would get into it. Now, you have said there's some secret sauce. It's the focus, the ability to do it. Can you give uh, a potential investor some explanation as to what that secret sauce is? What's so special about hire?
1: hire? Um, the technology and the platform is, that they describe that handles this transaction in a way that nobody else can is, is what their secret sauce is.
0: Now, I I was curious and so I went to the higher site and I said, maybe I would make my car available. And uh, they did do a very good job of tracking after me, trying to get my car for their purposes. So yeah, it it was impressive. I'm sure it was all automated uh, and I'm sure that focus uh, and dedicated systems probably give them a, a big advantage. Do you think that they'll be acquired at some point by a larger player?
1: I think that's the idea. I really think when Hire went public back in, uh, I think it was 2018, um, that was the idea, that they were going to run this for a while, get up to somewhere in the $15, $20 per share range, and then sell out to Uber or Lyft. So whether that's still in the plans or not, I don't know, but I know that that was the thought process back then. Good place to end. That's
0: 10 minutes. Thank you, Brad. We are breakout investors. Please join us for discussion on this podcast and for other breakout ideas on our discussion platform at app.breakoutinvestors.com.